0: Said that is the first step. And you also spoke about people who complain a lot and never do anything to change the situation. That is where I think many of us are. We fall short as well on that one. But you also speak about acquired fear. Please explain to us further what you mean here.
1: Well, I was talking to a gentleman who told me that uh, he has been paralyzed by fear uh, because in the past year, startups, startup businesses that failed. So he failed once, twice, three times, and now he's conditioned to believe that he will not succeed. And that is a fear that can hold you back. Um, Stories told of um, uh, a person who went to a circus and he saw there was a huge elephant that was performing. When the elephant was not performing, uh, the circus attendants would put a small chain around its legs and put this chain, uh, you know, and chain it to a pole. And this guy came to say, you know, this is ridiculous. That chain is too thin. This elephant can actually break free from this chain. And uh, the, the the guys at the circus said, yeah, you know it, I know it, but the elephant doesn't. Because when the elephant was young, we used to tie it using this chain. It wasn't strong enough to break the chain. And it tried 10, 100, a 1,000 times until the chain cut into the skin and it felt pain. And in its mind, it was convinced it will never be able to escape from there. So unless something really drastic happens, it'll just believe that it cannot escape. That is what I mean by acquired helplessness. So sometimes due to life's experiences, uh, we get burnt and we start to believe that, you know, if ever I do this or this is not for me, I'll never succeed in this. And most of the time, that is not true. Uh, Some people say fear is false evidence appearing real they use it as an acronym f-e-a-r false evidence appearing real that can happen through acquired helplessness i hope i've answered your question
0: absolutely you say the false evidence appearing real yeah wow
1: i didn't make that that up by the way i must confess (laughs) i heard it (laughs) (laughs) but it, it is powerful It's deep thank you so much for joining us it's always good to have you on the show how are you doing I'm doing excellent, wonderful, and fantastic. Nice. And you? I love that. I'm doing great. I can't
0: complain. But uh, I think um, these sessions are opening up my mind, and um, I'm excited about the session because I did say that confessions were made last week, and one of the things mm. that came up was the fact that people are afraid, and I love the fact that we're talking about conquering yeah. our fears. There's something that you also spoke about, Jonah, as well, and uh, many can relate to this. I know most of us make decisions based on conformity. Mm. Uh, what's, what's the biggest challenge with that? We are afraid. I think yeah. that's the
1: worst yeah. for many. I, I, I think it's probably something that is deeply ingrained in humanity because from my own studies, I've realized that it actually affects all people of different ethnicities and, and races in the world. But my thinking uh, this is not scientific this is just my own educated guess is that sometime in the past uh, humanity came to realize that if you're not part of the clan if you're chucked out of the clan uh, your existence is threatened there is a, uh, it's it's an ex- existential threat you could be eaten by animals you could be killed by by uh, warring tribes you could be uh, savaged by by cannibals or whatever so uh, it it became deeply ingrained in us that i need to belong and that sense of belonging i think it it's now uh, excessive we've taken it beyond the existential threat where uh, somehow, psychologically, at the back of our minds, we really need that comfort that people, you know, are approving of me or believe in what I say. But, you know, I might not know the one secret to success, but I'm sure, I'm certain that one of the secrets to failures is to try and please everyone. To try and please the
0: everyone. The, matter, the truth of the matter is uh, that exactly. I think it's impossible.
1: Yeah, so it's, um, th- there are a number of things that one could do, but I think that the first port of call really, in fact, there's so many things I want to share. I won't be able to share everything, but All right, go, go. Yeah. But, but the first thing I want to, to, to tell you is your focus can empower you or disempower you. By focusing, we're talking of what you are concent- concentrating on. So let's take, for example, Jonah Mongoshi, right? Here I am in this industry. I've been in this industry for the past 17 years, right? And people have expectations of me. If I stand up to speak, they expect me to blow them away, right? And these expectations can actually be daunting to the extent that you could start thinking, oh, my word, what if I don't live up to the expectations? What if everything I've said they have heard before? What, what, what if today is really the day when I'm going to mess up? So once you do that, you are focusing on the things that could go wrong, you're focusing on your fear. And I'm sure you agree with me that merely having that thought in your mind starts to disempower you. It starts to make your fears grow. So what you focus on is of extreme importance. And you can change what you focus on by changing the conversations you are having in your head, by asking yourself questions. So I ask myself question, what is my purpose in life? My purpose in life is to help people discover their potential and create wealth. It's not to be the most entertaining speaker. It's not to make sure that I don't bore some people. It's not to make sure that all the time I'm always original. No. It's to help people. If I can help one person discover their potential, discover their talent, and start taking action, then hallelujah, I've done it. And if I focus on that, I don't care whether I mispronounce a word I don't care whether I choke. I don't care whether I start stammering and stuttering. I am fixated. I am obsessed with the end goal that I have. And my end goal is clear. So when you focus on that end goal, you actually find that to a great extent, you start overcoming fear. Because remember what I said last week? Fear actually exists nowhere else except in your mind. So if you don't control your mind, who will control it for you? So that's a starting point. What are you focusing on? The moment you start focusing on what could go wrong, you know what, whatever you focus on expands, it it grows, it's magnified, and whatever you focus on, you tend to attract. Then you'll... Hey, where did I lose you? I don't
0: know. I don't know what happened. (laughs) Just hold on.
1: Okay. 100.4 100.4 FM.
0: All the radio you need and much more. Well, all the radio you need and so much more. We come to you 24 7, 365. We come to you live from 102 Simon Mazuru. And we are on the segment that we call Half Hour with Jonah Mungoshi. And this is uh, our weekly dose of inspiration. Today we're talking about conquering our fears, and I'd lost uh, Jonah just a bit there, but he's back on the line. Jonah, you were talking about here our focus shouldn't be on um, on our fears. Really. Don't focus on your fear, you say, because mm. it disempowers you. You also said that you need to change the conversations that you're having in your mind,
1: mm-hmm. and that is
0: critical. What else do we need to do?
1: Uh, there's lots more that we need to do, but uh, as a starting point, that's good. Let me talk a little bit about... Um, Some of the techniques you can use to manage fear. You see, there are certain actions that fear hates. Fear cannot coexist when you take certain actions. Fear hates a microscope. When you take fear and you put it under the microscope and you start examining it, you start interrogating it, you find that fear starts to move away. Because most of our fears are vague. Right. So vagueness in terms of I'm just afraid. Somebody who can articulate their fear like you did last week, which is a great thing to say, actually, I I have a problem with fear. Your chances of addressing it are higher than a person who just generally say, I don't think things will work if I do this. But they are not articulate. They cannot clearly identify that they're actually holding themselves back by their fear. So you need to put your fear under the microscope and say, what exactly am I afraid of? What could possibly go wrong? What is a realistic worst-case scenario? I've heard someone saying there are people who are more scared of public speaking than deaths, and I'm like, no, 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 something is wrong upstairs, because if you put it under the microscope, what could possibly happen? Maybe you could freeze in front of people, and then, you know, they'll say, sorry, let's have the next speaker, but it's not the end of the world. So put your fears under the microscope. Examine them, interrogate them. Because fear actually prefers an environment of ignorance. Where there's ignorance, there's fear. right? Where you tend to fear more the things you actually don't understand. Fear takes cover in assumptions and beliefs and superstitions that are vague. So when you have these assumptions about people, that are not necessarily backed by fact when you have got beliefs that are disempowering when you hold on to superstition that definitely are not proven you have ever seen when you discuss with superstition with people it's always like no you can't question this it happens really it happens that's it and i'm like no no wait a minute let us critically examine this ah it happens even even where religion is concerned and i was talking to people and say you know i actually think it's crazy to find educated people going to a so-called prophet who then tells them to, to drink something poisonous or use? it. Oh my them. God, yeah. you have to go there. I have to go there because this is reality. That superstition always, it's shrouded in, in mystery, in superstition. So you find fear hates the microscope. Where you analyze it. It hates interrogation. It hates light, where you shine the light on that fear. When I say to myself, right, I'm hesitant to do this show, why? Why am I hesitant? Well, I was hesitant because I was thinking, what if I say the wrong thing? What if the impression that people have of me, uh, what if I don't live up to that impression? Right. And I've shined a light on it. I've interrogated it. I've gone down to the basic building blocks of my fear. And then I come back and say, but what am I focusing on? What is my purpose? What is my God-given mission? And why can I let fear stop me from doing what I've been created to do? which is my purpose. So when you put fear under the microscope, when you interrogate it, when you shine the light of truth on it, fear starts to withdraw. It starts to retreat. And a lot of times we don't do that. But that just for starters. Uh, I wanted to make this show interactive, so if there are any questions coming through, I would love to respond to some of them.
0: All right, contributions coming through here. Someone says most people want to do things out of conformity. I like that. Uh, thank you so much, Jonah, for that one. There's a contribution coming through um to uh, just add um you know to what you were saying there. And the fear of people true, man. I had been holding on to getting tenants at my property due to terrible experiences I got from the previous tenants. I really needed this income stream to stabilize things. But look, being a new, in a new era a new area, it was more like me against the world. The pressure neighbors. Uh, on one person. After hearing Jonah's teaching, I got the courage to say no to intimidation and got someone who moved in. Thank you guys for this program. This is someone coming through uh, with that one. Uh, someone wants to go back to something that you spoke about earlier. Uh, I know, Jonah, you said the way uh, failure is hardly are fatal and success is hardly ever permanent. Mm-hmm. And the um, does it mean that um, the opposite can be true?
1: The opposite, as in success, can be can be fatal. Can be fatal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be. There are people who can't handle it, and and I think history is replete with such examples. What what comes to mind immediately are people who win in sweepstakes in the U.S. They call it sweepstakes syndrome. And they found that most of them, within a period of eight years, they are actually either broke as they were before or they are worse than they were before. So you can actually get a certain level of success uh, destroying you. But, however, the broader context is how do you define success? Perhaps winning the lottery is not really success, you know, but um, it's possible. Yes, the opposite is possible. You can can get success being fatal if you can't handle it.
0: All right. Someone comes to you as well says, Anzi, Jonah, Anzi, per conquering fears, I loved how you emphasized that it has to be in line with your principles and taking actions to fulfill your God given talent. That is deep. Uh, this is Mona Lisa uh, somewhere in good coming through. Um, and someone else comes through here, says Ando fear fear. Fear of failure. They don't see we fear uh failing. And the Tadza I'm mm. sure says I can do Garanda Tinga, um 'cause think maybe not got another teta But I learned something from Jonah Nazi. So thank you so much for that one. Just thinking good yeah. usual. If I try and I fail.
1: Mm. Mm, Let me add something to that. Mm. You can actually increase your probability of success by taking certain actions. And those actions are actions that fear hates. I've already said fear hates the microscope. It hates interrogation. It hates light or truth. It also hates logic and reasoning. Fear hates logic and reasoning. When you confront it and say, but is this really logical? So maybe you, you get to a point where you're petrified of something, and, and maybe there are hundred people there, and for some strange reason you feel you are the only one who, who will be a victim to whatever is happening. So when, when you confront it with logic, you find that you can conquer fear. But coming back uh, to, to what I was saying, fear hates knowledge. The more knowledge you have about a subject, the less afraid you become. The more knowledge you have about any subject, the less afraid you become. So you want to start a business in a certain industry, you will have more confidence when you increase your knowledge in that area. So instead of wasting your time worrying about fear, you're actually using your thinking capacity to think in a loop. It's like what we used in, I used to do computer programming, we called it a circular reference. You're going round and round and round. You can actually use the same thinking power to be gaining knowledge. So this is something you can immediately start doing. Nobody stops you from doing that. There's an industry you want to get into, get more knowledge. Uh, Let me just go back to the comment that another person made about the fear of getting tenants. What I can say there is every experience that happens to you is an opportunity to learn. So sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. So if you have had negative experience with tenants in your place, What did you learn and what will you do differently? Because if you do exactly what you did before, you're likely to get exactly the same results. And expecting different results whilst you're doing the same thing is one of the definitions of madness. So fear hates knowledge. Fear hates expertise. You know, I teach people on the seven habits of highly effective people by Dr. Stephen Covey. And what he says, according to his model, is that private victory precedes public victory. Before you go out and start showing off that I'm like this, I'm like that, you actually have to pay the price. And paying the price involves getting knowledge in your area, getting expertise, practicing, developing the skill. A person who's preparing to go for, I don't know, maybe marathon, who has practiced for the past six months, has less fear of a marathon than somebody who just practiced one week. So you can actually start addressing your fear by having knowledge in the area where you want to go into, by acquiring expertise in order of, by doing something. Fear, hates preparation, and planning. When you sit down and plan, because a lot of people who have got this fear, they're very vague. They actually don't have a plan. Like, what do you really, really want to do? You're even scared to start having a plan. But if you can overcome that fear, sit down, plan. Have a concrete plan of what you're going to do. And by the way, most plans fail probably I think 95% of the time but that's not the issue when you have planned your failure is different from the failure of the person with no plan fear hates organization just being organized and saying I'm going to do this by such and such a time by such and such a date fear hates that so you can actually try this out in an area where you are afraid First of all, put it under the microscope. Examine it and say, why am I afraid? What is the root cause? Interrogate it. Shine the light of truth on it. And then start working on getting knowledge, expertise, preparation, organizing yourself. Fear hates all of those. So let me pause at this point and see if there's any more uh, input from our listeners.
0: I wanted to find out, uh, before I get back to to our WhatsApp platform, can it ever be um, productive? in any way, fear?
1: Yes, absolutely. Fear can be productive. As we used to say when I was doing public speaking, you always get butterflies in your tummy when you're about to give a public speech, especially at competition level. But you learn with time to train those butterflies to fly in formation. So if I'm nervous about something, it actually pushes me to prepare better. It it pushes me to do more research. Instead of paralyzing me I have conditioned myself to use that fear to my advantage, to use that fear to make sure that I do those things that fear hates. And as I do that, I get better and better. But yes, you can use fear and there's a certain level, you know, if you try and play a guitar, right? There's a certain tension in the string that helps you to produce the right sound. If you keep tightening the string, it comes to a breaking point. That's excessive fear, right? but if you leave it really loose it can't produce the right sound so a certain amount of dynamic tension is required and you get that dynamic tension by moving out of your comfort zone taking a step out and daring to do that not necessarily starting with a leap and a jump but even that first step as you gain more knowledge as you dare to make a commitment that i will do this as you organize and prepare you start to feel contention, kaya, because in your mind, in your conscious mind, you are imagining yourself succeeding. The subconscious mind, on the other hand, knows that you, you, you have not succeeded, right? You, you are here. So there's that tension within yourself, but katenshen ni kakakosha. That is the, the, the phase in which you bring out, is the zone in which you bring out creativity, is the zone in which you get inspiration. So there's a certain level of fear that is good. But what I'm talking about here, It's fear that is paralyzing people. Mm -hmm. So there is fear that
0: um, is positive and the fear that is negative that paralyzes you. So we need to understand the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Someone comes through, says Hansi, so sometimes productive fear is actually difficult to recognize.
1: What's your thought? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I guess it could be. I think the point here is not whether you've got productive fear or non fear. The point is how do you handle fear? As I said, when you're going to give a public speech, especially at competition level, you always have butterflies in your stomach. You feel like you want to go to the loo and do diarrhea just before you go on the stage almost all the time. But the question is how do you respond to it? Your response will make that productive fear or non productive fear. So, your response counts a lot. And in coming up with that response, all those things I've spoken about matter. Putting that fear under the microscope and say, What am I trying to achieve here? What is the cause? Interrogating it, shining light, focusing. What is it that I really want? Right? And focusing. Because, you know, the human mind is interesting. It can only focus on one aspect at a time, which is one of the lessons I teach people is that if you really want to be happy, You need to be grateful. Gratitude drives away misery. Your mind cannot focus on misery and gratitude at the same time. It's impossible. So when you focus on your end goal and you allow that to empower you, you obsess with that, you're fascinated by it, you find automatically you cannot be thinking about your fears at the same time. Mm, Interesting.
0: Controlling our minds. Our minds are powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we need to start changing conversations that we're having in our mind because our conversations can uh, make or break us. Ralph, do we need to understand before we let you go today? Uh, okay.
1: What do we need to understand? Uh, fear also hates uh, what I would call stick with it ability. Stick with it ability. You could call it perseverance. Fear hates perseverance. When you... Consistently take the actions you know you shouldn't take. Your power over fear grows. So anyway, before I go, let me just give that number again. If you'd like to join the success family and be able to get a transcript of my initial five-minute intro, as well as access to recordings of these sessions, please send your name via WhatsApp to this number. Have you got your pen and paper? The number is zero seven seven five one nine zero. Seven one eight. let me repeat that 0775190718 now coming back to you uh glenda i coming would like to you me? to commit to action right you will say that fear <laughs> is is one of the things that holds you back i want uh, you to commit me. to a specific action you don't have to share right now okay. on radio okay. but i want you okay. to commit to a specific action and then take as many of the lessons i have shared as possible Put your fear under the microscope, interrogate it, shine a light on it, ask yourself, what is it I'm afraid of? Is it failure I'm afraid of, or is it what people are going to say? And then attack it with knowledge. What if it's both? If it's both, it's fine. We can still attack it using the same things. Attack it with knowledge, attack it with expertise, attack it with preparation, attack it with positive talk and positive thoughts, and last but not least, the one thing that fear absolutely hates is action. When you feel the fear and you take action anyway, fear becomes a coward. It puts its tail between its legs and it starts whimpering like a dog with COVID. It starts to
0: flee. I like that. Alright, so I'm committing to action and definitely I will fill you in on how this goes. But uh, yeah, my mind has been opened up and um, moving forward, I'm changing the conversations in my head. Jonathan, it's good to have you on the show. But uh, before I let you go, uh, we have the battle. Uh, my song was Up Bume from Mercy Mutene. You chose uh, Ivy Combo's and it's okay to Shure. I did ask people to vote. We always ask you guys to come through and vote for the song that you'd rather hear from start to end because we dropped a snippet of it uh, just after the feature and uh, just when we had lost uh, Jonah for a minute. So uh, the results are
1: here. And uh, unfortunately... I take this one home today. What do you mean? Need unfortunately, to have... say fortunately, celebrate your success. Well done. I'm, because okay. you know what? From next week onwards, you're going to be losing. I promise you. You're uh, going to be losing. I promise you. I'll spend sleepless nights planning this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I. All right. We'll see what happens next week. Time will tell. But thank you so much, John. It's always great to have you on the show, and uh, looking forward to another session next week, same time.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Glenda. Thank you, listeners. Conquer your fear. That's it. Bye. My one.
0: And remember, if you want to be part of the success family, the number is 0775-190718. If uh, you want um, a copy of the transcript of um, the session that uh, Jonah shared today, uh, you can also engage on that number. All right. So um, that's it.